The following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, good evening, everybody. We are super excited to have you all aboard ACB Airlines, where we get you there in 13 seconds or flat. Tonight, I'm super excited to have our awesome crew with us and a special guest as we're heading off to Dallas, Texas. But before we go, I just want to say I hope everyone is enjoying their free cocktail tonight. Did anybody know the name of it as I posted it on Facebook? It is the Paloma. The Paloma is uh, the popular drink since 2008. I bet some of you guys are like, no, it's the margarita. Well, Margarita is 50 years old in October 1971. It was developed by a gentleman in Dallas, Texas. His name is not Margarita. (laughs) It is um, Martinez. It is Mario Martinez was the gentleman who looked at an ice cream machine and said, hmm, I think I'll put ice in it with some tequila and some flavoring and have some fun. So just to let you guys know, your drinks that you're drinking now are tequila with grapefruit juice, lime juice, simply syrup, which if anybody knows, it's just melted sugar and um, some club soda. And that's the most popular drink now in Dallas, Texas. So just to introduce everyone for the crew tonight, we have our pilot, Desiree. Hey, pilot Desiree, how we doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. And our other important member is Darrow. How's the stream? Oh, the stream is very well traveling, Terry. Very well. Wonderful. Wonderful. And of course, the most important man who puts up with me on a daily basis as we plan these exciting adventures, Brian Smith. How are you doing tonight? Howdy, howdy. Well, I'm ready to go. We don't really have to talk about a whole lot since we're going domestic. No money exchange. All all the doggies are on board safe and we have all the paperwork and we are ready to travel. Are we clear for takeoff? I have one burning question, though. Do we know what temperature it will actually be when we land? Hot. It's Texas. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. What's snowing just a few months ago? (laughs) <laughs> hot i like it yes we are clear for takeoff well flying welcome to dallas where it is a nice Welcome to Dallas. And that was from Stevie Ray Vaughan. And he was born in Dallas, Texas. Welcome, everybody, to Out of Sight Adventures on this Monday night. And we're staying domestic on one of my favorite cities. And I'm going to do some geeking out on you. One of the things that I love in life is I'm a theater performer. I've been doing stage acting for 30 years. Uh, You've probably heard me talk about it. And I knew Dallas was a big arts community. I didn't know it was the biggest. The largest arts district in the United States is not L.A., not New York, but Dallas. It actually takes up 19 city blocks. It's got theaters. It's got museums. It's got performance venues. It's got galleries. It's got a little bit of everything. So 19 city blocks of Dallas is actually considered the downtown Dallas arts district. And it is the largest one in the United States. So kudos to them. So there's these things called Slurpees that everybody secretly loves or openly loves or 
They just like 7-Eleven and 7-Eleven was started in Dallas. The first one opened in Dallas and then they're open in 17 different countries. They're actually the largest chain store in the world and they are still headquartered in Dallas, Texas. So 7-Eleven in Texas. German chocolate cake. Anybody out there like German chocolate cake? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, one German, of my mom's favorites. German chocolate cake is not German. Of course. So, not. all these years, I'm thinking it's German. Like, oh, I'm going to go over to Bavaria and there's going to be this wonderful German chocolate cake, but not really the case. Um, it was created in 1957 in Dallas, Texas. There's a chocolatier there who was able to add a dark chocolate blend to a chocolate cake. And his name is Samuel. German, hence Ah. German chocolate cake. So it has nothing to do with the nationality. And I bet you if you quizzed 100 people, 99 would get that wrong. So (laughs) um, German chocolate cake, you have Samuel German out of Dallas, Texas to thank for, for that. Let's see here. Terry took this, but I'll go over it real quick. Frozen margarita machine. So margaritas were around before this, but the frozen margarita machine was created in 1971. So we're in the 50 year anniversary. But there was two unintended consequences to the frozen margarita machine. One, it rose, it, um, it increased the need for tequila in the United States because more margaritas were being sold. It also started the Tex-Mex food craze in the United States. So the frozen margarita machine is responsible for all of these wonderful Tex-Mex restaurants in your neighborhood. The State Fair, I'm just going to touch on it real quick because I'm going to go into it a little bit more in depth later on. But it is has been held in Dallas every year since its inception in 1886, with the exceptions of 1918, 1942, 43, 44, and 45, when there was no state fair because of the World War. And then Barney and Friends, who remembers those guys? I love you. You love me. So that was actually a Dallas-based TV show. And two current-day megastars got their start on that show. Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato were both started on that show, and that was a Dallas-based show. So it came out of Dallas, and thank you for that, for bringing us Selena and Demi. The Dallas Cowgirls. They were, or are, the first professional cheerleading squad ever. And they're super famous. They got their own reality show now where you can watch their tryouts and watch the whole thing going on. They charge a lot of money to perform at um, conferences and stuff around the Dallas area. So yeah, they, they're a pretty big deal. If you live in America, you know who the Dallas Cowgirls are. And then last but not least, the Super Bowl. Everybody knows what the Super Bowl is. But before it was the Super Bowl, it was the AFL-NFL championship game because there used to be two actual football leagues, the AFL, which is now the AFC and the NFL, which makes up the NFC teams now. And they had a championship game and the Kansas City Chief owner, Lamar Hunt, uh, was writing the NFL uh, commissioner and said, we need to call this the Super Bowl after the all the ball games of the college tradition. And that name has stuck ever since. And that is your Travel Geek segment. But that's our nice little segue into why Dallas is such an incredible incredible professional sports town. But before we get there, I'd like to introduce our special guest, one of our very own ACB community members. She facilitates her own calls. She's become a good friend of mine and she is a Dallas. Am I allowed to say native or were you native? Native is safe to say yes. Okay, cool. So a Dallas native and it's our friend Hiel. Hiel, what's going on? Hey, doing great, doing great. I'm so happy to be talking about my my home city. I miss it so much. I plan to go back there soon enough, maybe this year or next. Who knows? But I, yes, city, uh, Dallas is such a great city, and I, I'm just looking forward to talking about it with you guys. Awesome. So feel free to jump in when we're sharing our stuff, because I'm sure you can add a little bit of extra insight. But I will add just a little bit, if you don't mind, sure, 7-Eleven, yes. three blocks from my house, <laughs> the original 7-Eleven. Um, it is unfortunately the, the beginner location is now closed because mm. they built it right across the street from the middle school. And <laughs> you know what happens when you get kids and a convenience store next to each other. But I remember growing up, going into that 7-Eleven with my my siblings and 
and all that, and my babysitters and getting donuts early on a Saturday morning and coffee. And mm. yeah, I definitely have fond memories of the original 7-Eleven. The original 7-Eleven. That's pretty cool that you know where the original one was. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So we talked a little bit today prepping for this and you, you're like, oh, we got to talk about the AAC. I'm like, the what? Because you were talking all like Dallas Jargon on me. And so... Um, Dallas is a huge, huge, huge sports town. So, you know, the, the big one is America's team, allegedly. America's, but, um, <laughs> it is America's team. What are you talking uh, about? The Dallas Cowboys. And, they, you know, they play at Jerry's World, the giant stadium that Jerry Jones, the owner, <laughs> built with the ridiculous TV that's, you know, the size of like seven moons or something like that. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> you can see that thing from like, you know, it, it's pretty bad when people in our community looking. have no problem seeing it. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so the AAC, yeah, it's and got then you got the AAC. So please ex- tell us what that is. It is the uh, American Airlines Center, and it is one. It is thanks to the uh, NBA team that we have in Dallas, which is uh, the Dallas Mavericks. The owner, Mark Cuban, <clears throat> has is such a marketing genius, and he basically makes it so every single game, Dallas Mavericks game, is not sold out ever. So if you're broke and you want something to do in town, you can probably afford a Dallas Mavericks ticket. You're in the nosebleed section, but you're up there. You're there. Um, and it's always fun to be at any sporting event, but I, I find basketball especially fun to be a part of the game. It is a lot of fun. I, when I lived in Dallas, I went to at least two games a year, at least, um, because the energy is amazing. The, the entertainment is amazing. I've been to basketball games in other places. It's not quite the same. Um, the other team that we have at the WC. And uh, the ice ring kiting under that amazing basketball uh, court is the Dallas Stars. Unfortunately, nearly got the Stanley Cup last year. Very close to it, but they had their first Stanley Cup win um, back in the late, na- late 90s. Wasn't so, Brett, Brett Hall playing for them at that time, I believe? <laughs> Say that again? I think Brett Hall was playing for them at the, when they won that that title I can't back remember. Um, yeah, I used to know this stuff, but I can't remember <laughs> now. But uh, yeah, so and then, of course, uh, we have uh, not at the WAC, but we have, I mean, they do amazing concerts too there. But then we have FC Dallas, the soccer team, huge soccer presence in Dallas. It's huge. Uh, mainly thanks to the Latin community that resides there. And then of course, we talked about the uh, the space behemoth that is the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys Stadium, yes. which is not in Dallas, but it's close enough. Yes. Um, but you can see that thing from miles away. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the Cowboys are so kind of over the top that even their their practice setup out in Frisco is, you know, Amazing. a professional level uh, stadium it's for most people. It's a stunning facility. <laughs> it it's really is. Stunning. The yeah. star is incredible. So, and then, but my favorite place in Dallas for sports is the ballpark at Arlington, which is where the Absolutely. Texas Rangers play. So, I'm a baseball fanatic. Back in my younger days, when you were going through the whole renaissance of new baseball stadiums, when Camden Yards in Baltimore started it and they were going around it, and ballpark at Arlington was one of the the first new old ballparks where they built it for 40,000. Yeah, I, I feel like it's one of the most underestimated. Ballparks it is. And they were one the of the first ones to bring dining experiences into the ballpark. Cause there was a Fridays out in the outfield and that was a big deal. Like even the new that ballparks they had, deal. you know, that I remember when that happened with Fridays and people were like, what? There's a TJ Fridays inside the baseball stadium. And now it's like, that's commonplace in all the stadiums, but that was a big deal. And it's just, I've sat 
in a couple different places in that stadium. And it's just an amazing place to watch a baseball game. It really, truly is. So Yeah, and it's not, it, if you're not a baseball fan, like, they make it so you can just walk around and hang yes. out. And and it's the same thing at the AAC. You, if you're not a huge basketball person, if you don't want to be in the stadium in the crowd with folks, you can go have dinner and watch, you know, at a sports bar or just walk around the stadium. Dallas is very much the dining experience along with your sports. Definitely. Yes. Which for a guy like me, that's a good thing. Oh, and so, Cowboys Stadium has some pretty amazing eateries also. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, overall, the the, enter, the sports experience in Dallas is amazing and you're going to get an entertainment experience along with the sport experience because they've done the stadiums right. So, Let's go ahead and move on. Um, Terry, you got anything for us today? Oh, yeah. Cool. So, what, if, um, what do we got going on? Well, we got a lot going on. Just to let you know, I did reach out to Kelly, who's the director of the cheerleaders, and she was going to join us. But unfortunately, they started tryouts on Friday. So because oh, of the filming of the sh- pesky things called tryouts. <laughs> yeah, and filming the live show. So Kelly said next year we've got to plan it a little bit better. I said, okay. all right, we'll come back. There's a great park. Um, they are called Zero Gravity Park. And I don't know if Hyel's ever been there. It's a free falling experience and a lot of flying and um, experiences. And it's been there since 1992. So 27 years, but unfortunately, on February 22nd, 2021, the land was sold right underneath them. And literally, so it was right underneath them, the land. It Literally, that land was <laughs> right underneath them. So they are permanently closed, but they are removing everything and finding a different location. So everyone hold on tight. We will go to gravity, zero gravity, um, once they've relocated. hi have you ever been there? I heard about it. I feel like I've been there when I was a kid, but I can't remember. Um, But yeah, I feel like it's one of those things that I did as a kid. Yeah, well, it sounds amazing. And I'm all about that fun stuff going crazy, crazy, crazy. Are you hungry or do you want to go on another tourist attraction? I am hungry. I'm always hungry. So, well, (laughs) you know, before we go. My job is to find the best donut shop for you. Now, I didn't call Hiel because I had a little crazy morning this morning. And um, so I did some research and I found this amazing donut shop. And I don't know if Hiel's been there, but it's called Hypnosis Donuts and Biscuits. So wait, wait, everybody... did you say donuts and biscuits? Yes. I'm like, everyone... I just took extra insulin. I know, I know because <laughs> I found a place that both of us would love. And it is amazing. It's called Hypnosis. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I posted it on Facebook, their menu to guess what flavor you would get. And guess what? They are all jelly filled. And oh, they wait. are Anyone? amazing. They're all jelly filled? Well, they're all filled donuts. I'm sorry, not all jelly, but they're all okay. filled and you know, got all the creams on top and everything you can think of. I tried to call them, but they're closed on Monday and Tuesday because they cook so much during the rest of the week. But their famous chicken fried spicy biscuit with a little mm-hmm. dash of honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. baby. So you can have all the donuts. I'm having the biscuit and the chicken. All I'm saying is that while you were saying that, I just booked my flight to Dallas just to go to hit <laughs> So just to let you know, on Out of Sight Adventures, if you want to learn more about this donut shop, please bounce all in there and check out the menu. It sounds great. Do they have any deep fried biscuits? I don't know. I didn't get a chance to check everything I feel out. like Aww. that's a thing there. I feel like that would be a thing knowing Dallas. It would have Dallas. to be. Yes. Can and we get a deep, I, I want to okay, request add for like, to the donuts. Can we get a, like a request for a deep fried Twinkie wrapped in a donut wrapped in a biscuit? Like, is that a thing? Can we put in those requests? We can make it happen. Like the turducken of dessert? Well, you guys are going <laughs> to totally enjoy this because I needed something to cheer me up today. So being a foodie. 
So I found this restaurant and I don't know how long it's been. I think it's 2010. Hi, else. I'm not sure if you experienced it, but it's called Brain Food. So the name caught me and I'm like, oh, I wonder what kind of food Brian's not going to eat there. It is every kind of chicken wing you can think of. And it's fried and it's barbecue and it's Memphis style and it's this style. And oh, there was like 20 different types of chicken wings. So it's called Brain Food. And I just, I I died because I love, I love the name and it's definitely not like healthy brain food, but it's definitely soul brain food. (laughs) You know, and if you just take the letters in my name and switch them, my name spells brain at times. So if you just switch the INA around. So it's your place. So it's my place, technically. Ah, okay. So we'll go to the donut shop. We'll have some chicken um, biscuits and then we'll go have some wings. Well, you know, I, I do have a little bit of an a thing, uh, addition to the donut shop. Uh-oh, let's go. Um, uh-huh. Near Greenville Avenue, which is one of our favorite places in Dallas, there is this place called Milk and Cream. And oh. it oh. is a donut shop that has ice. Uh, so there, there's there ice cream sandwiches, but here's the kicker. So think Uh-oh. of a hamburger bun, but instead of it being a hamburger bun, it's a it's donut. A donut. Oh. That is the best bacon cheeseburger I've ever had is when it was on two Krispy Kremes. That oh. was amazing. Yeah. But this, you can have all the toppings you want, even cereal, even sweets. You just, they just add it. And it is the most amazing yet i mean yeah insulin even for non-diabetics here um it is pretty pretty good stuff i I I was very happy to see that the place is still open i might just have to get an iv drip of insulin the next time i go to um to (laughs) dallas like just a steady stream it doesn't stop because we haven't even made it to the state fair yet it's insane because I think you have an insulin pump, right? <laughs> I do, but it, it, it can, at some point it says stop giving yourself insulin because you've get eaten too much. So I'm going to have to figure out how to circumvent that when we go here. But well, awesome. I'm, well, uh, thank you for all of that yumminess now that I'm hungry and going to eat way too much before dinner all because of you guys. I'm going to throw it over to our pilot because some of you know, if you listen to our show, our pilot happens to be a textile expert. And she got really excited when I told her we were going to Dallas because she's like, I'm pretty sure they got a really cool garment district. And I think she's going to share that with us now. Awesome. Desiree, if you can come on and tell us all about the garment district. It is called Fabric Row, and it's just off of Harry Hines in Perth. The first place is called Fabric-topia. And I was like... Oh, I was like, with a name like that, cool, awesome. And they specialize in formal wear fabric. So things that you would use like for going to prom or ball gowns or all the pageants <laughs> that they have down there or bridal wear. That, that's what they do. And they do it for real inexpensive, which I like. And the next place is called Golden Dior. And of course, we all know the designer, Dior, you know, last name Dior. So that, of course, caught my attention. They are huge. They've got 13 different departments with over a million yards of fabric. And the really cool thing about these two places here is that a lot of fashion designers can be found circumventing their aisles as well as contributing their own fabric designs and patterns. And I'm like, okay, I must go there. (laughs) So um, the next place is called Super Textiles. And what caught my attention about this place is (laughs) it does not look like much. It really does not look like much. And um, you know, it's in this really scruffy brick building and it looks like uh, there would be... Well, honestly, that whole area is scruffy. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's the wonderful thing about garment districts. Yeah. It's not just about the clothes, it's about the fabric to make said clothes. Anyway, so so this guy, the owner, just hangs out in a chair and it was, you know, it's this, you know, jeans wearing sunglasses, like, who? the hell what he just hangs out 
front of his building. You walk in, you're saying hi. <laughs> Go in. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I want to visit this place just for this character that owns it. <laughs> but um, Super Textiles is known for their prints for, say, like summer dresses or vacation dresses. And you can find them there like super inexpensive. So most of the time when you go to a regular fabric store, you're going to, you know, you're doing well if you find something for about $10 a yard. This place is selling things for like $5 a yard. I mean, that is nice. Yes. (laughs) I got very excited. Um, The next place, same thing, C&C. Uh, fabrics also are great for inexpensive fabrics and the last place that I found which got me really excited is called Dallas House of Fabrics and they're great for upholstery fabric if that and for some of us that is a thing Um, they've got a pretty decent selection of fabric fabrics but they have a tremendous selection of trims now the cool thing about trims is you can take an existing garment and zhuzh it up a little bit by say adding you know if you've got a dress go find a wide band of satin ribbon tied around the waist or you can find you know get like a quarter yard of some really fancy fabric and just cut around the outside to put like a little decal like on your shoulder or on the uh, hem of your dress you know right about where you'd put like a poodle on a poodle skirt and it just little teeny teeny you know doesn't take a lot and you're off and going. Maybe you know, I try. I tried that once, Desiree. I tried to bring the turtle skirt out with my friends, <laughs> and it, it, it just nobody would go for it. So, but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just hanging out with the wrong friends. <laughs> I guess either that or skirts just don't look that good on me. One of the two. You, you, you need a kilt. You just need a utila kilt. Just be done with it. Go get yourself a couple of utila kilts. You'll right. be happy. Cool. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you for the textile stuff. I appreciate it. Also, yeah, the design district, I actually used to know somebody who she, I, you know, these designers or these, these people, they're like, oh, this is out of season. So sometimes if you know the right people, they just give it to you. So this is true. This is true. But you got to know the right people. (laughs) Yeah. Good stuff. I've been to some of those places. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, the one thing I love about Dallas is that it has a sister city. So much like Minneapolis-St. Paul, there's Dallas-Fort Worth. And Fort Worth has a really couple of really cool places that I want to hit on before I get all geeky on you. The first thing that I get excited about is because I love steak and I like to be a glutton when I eat, unfortunately. Um, the first Texas Stay Brazil in company history is in Fort Worth, Texas. So if you don't know, Texas de Brazil is the place where they, it is a Brazilian steakhouse. They bring the steak around and it's on skewers and they have these guys called gauchos, which is kind of inappropriate because gauchos is a cowboy and they're not really cowboys, but that's neither here nor there. They come out and they cut the steak off the skewer right onto your plate. And then you get a little disc and one's red, one side's red, one side's green. If you want them to keep filling your plate, you leave it green. If you want them to stop, you turn it over to red and they get this 60 item salad bar, which I've never been to, but I heard it's good. And I get this it's great delicious. Brazilian. <laughs> but see, why fill up on that? We could have more steak. <laughs> and then they have these really delicious cheese bread balls that are incredible. Brazilian cheese bread. Um, I've been to a bunch of different Brazilian steakhouse. Texas State Brazil, I believe, is the nicest and um, has the best variety. Um, and they're a chain. You could, you know, they're all over the U.S., but the original one is in Fort Worth. And I may or may not have gotten the meat sweats a couple of dozen times at Texas State Brazil in my lifetime. And it's amazing. It's in Fort Worth. So thank you, Fort Worth. The other place that's really cool in Fort Worth is the stockyards. Uh, hi, Ella. Have you ever been to the stockyards over in Fort Worth? I have. And, you know, you if you go to Fort Worth, you, it's pretty much a prerequisite. You have to go you have to, go to, stockyards. to yeah. the stockyards. <laughs> you have to. It's an experience. It's sort of a rite of passage as a Texan. Yes. 
um, to go to the stockyards. It's just fun. Stockyards have music, you know, it, it's in a part of Fort Worth that was really important to the cattle trade. Um, that was, you know, it's still big in Texas, but in the 19th century from the 1830s to early uh, 1900s, the stockyards is where the cattle trail started. And um, so they have museums there talking about this. Um, but now it's an entertainment complex. So they have bars, they have nightclubs, they have art galleries, um, all of this, you know, it's the place to go to hang. One of the reasons I really want to go there and I might need Desiree's help because for, I had his name and it's escaping me now. Celebrity chef. I want to say his name's Timothy Love. I think that's who I'm talking about. Uh, but he's from Texas, and I believe he has his first big restaurant is at the Stockyards. And I really want to go there and eat there because everybody says it's absolutely amazing. But the real reason I want to go, because uh, when I went, I didn't see this and everything I looked up today, like, you got to go see the shootout show. So, you know, it, it's the wild, wild west. <laughs> and to be realistic, they actually have a wild west shootout in the middle of the stockyard twice a day. And so I I really want to go to the Wild West shootout show at the stockyard. Do they use rubber bullets? Uh, I'm sure they're using caps, and I'm sure the bad guy's dressed in all black. But Uh um, yeah, I really, 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 really want to. It is quite the experience. Also, I I like, you know, if you want a genuine cowboy hat, custom-made cowboy hat, you go to the stockyards. If you want good custom-made cowboy boots, you go to the stockyard. If you want uh, old, old candy, old South, the candy that you can't find anywhere else in the South, go to the stockyards. Yeah, so it, it's a true full entertainment history experience. Um, and like I said, I, I was there. I was there quickly. I was in Fort Worth at a conference. And we we had about an hour to go over there, which it, it's you need the full night, you know, get there at three o'clock and plan on staying there the whole day. And some of the restaurants, you will need reservations. So plan it out before you go. But, guess, um, but Brian, it is, hmm? guess what? What? I, I queried Professor Google. OK. And as of March 18, 2021, Tim Love has uh, leased two new places. In the stockyards. Yes. (laughs) One's called Mule Alley, and they're not naming the other one. Oh, my gosh. And does it say what his original restaurant? I think I want to say it was like, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. He was on he used to be on Top Chef all the time as a as a celebrity guest. And they used to talk about his restaurant all the time. I can't remember the name of it, but um, that is not. But there you go. There. Awesome. Now I get to get nerdy on you because our 35th present president will forever be tied to the Dallas Fort Worth area. So our 35th president was John F. Kennedy Jr. And in (laughs) November of 63, he was in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And then night before, I want to say it was November 22nd. I'm doing that for memory, so I might be wrong, but I believe November 22nd. So the night before he actually stayed in Fort Worth at what was then the uh, Hotel Texas and is now the Hilton Fort Worth. Um, I have stayed at this hotel. Um, Suite 1530 was his suite. And that suite is still decorated completely the way it was decorated the night that him and Jackie spent the night there last night there. Um, That whole hotel is essentially a museum to JFK, especially that, that uh, time in November. Um, And then the motorcade started from there and in Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas, uh, where he was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald. You can go to Dealey Plaza. You can visit the book depository where Lee Harvey Oswald took the shots. I believe Heil said that the Texas theater where Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested is still there. It is right. still there. It is still it is still a work a functioning theater. It's still functioning theater. yeah. Yeah. And, and they and they have that library called the Sixth Floor. Where the window he allegedly yeah everything in the museum like you walk in and it is like a weird mix between now and that time it is a time warp um the elevator the old elevator from that time is not 
no longer in service, but it's still there. So you can actually look in and like, oh, there's an old elevator. And then you go up and they have the window and you look down. It is really surreal. And they do, I, if I remember correctly, they do have an X marks the spot of where um, JFK died. At, at, uh, um, at Dealey Plaza, I believe they do mark where the, the yes. shot, where he was shot when he was driving. Um, Indeed. Yeah, I believe, I believe that is there. There's another famous crime connection to Dallas. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of them, but Bonnie and Clyde resided in Dallas, Texas. So the famous subject of the Frank Wildhorn musical. Oh, okay. Sorry. I digress. The famous criminals, Bonnie and Clyde, were actually residing in Dallas during the reign of terror that they had um, in the early 20th century. So yeah, that is my geekiness for Fort Worth and Dallas. And what do we got next, Terry? Anything else? Oh, yes. Cool. You know, it doesn't matter where we seem to go. We always find an aquarium. And what an amazing, <laughs> <Absolutely>. aqua- <laughs> what an amazing aquarium I found in Dallas. It is called the Dallas World Aquarium and Zoo. They have these really large tanks but i want to go just because the history of the building so basically what it is it's in the west end of the city have you been there Kyle? i have it's yeah. a, it's pretty much a required field trip for schoolers so <laughs> oh, yes yeah. <laughs> but what is so cool is in october of 1992 they um the owner went in and bought this old warehouse okay and this warehouse had been around since 1929. So can you imagine the history of just that building? So he took it and developed this aquarium, but they don't, it's not just a place to hold fishies. They actually do a lot of research and they educate, rehab and release. So right now I posted on Out of Sight Adventures and ACB Community about their manatee program because when we went to Peru and Venezuela, we didn't talk about that one of the main dishes that they eat is manatees. So the manatees are really dying down there. So they got all these babies because they were eating the mummies and the babies were dying. And they got together with these veterinarians and developed the special formula. And now they rehab the manatees and the money that is used for the entrance of the aquarium and the zoo goes to help fund these works in Peru. And so the manatees don't get shipped to Texas. They actually go to, they, they are in residing in Peru and they have a team there, but the money is funding it. So I did post it and I thought it was very, very interesting. So in October, 1992, they first opened up in the first warehouse and they uh, extended out to another warehouse in 1994. And then in 2004, they opened up a bigger part that was an empty parking lot. So I don't know if our friend, Hayel, got to experience it, but it was definitely um, very interesting. It's not SeaWorld, Brian. Okay, we're spoiled. We have. Oh, we, we are spoiled. So, and yeah. I understand that every time I go to an aquarium, you know. Yes, I... but, but I have to say they have QR codes at every tank to help you... Um, just use your phone to scan it and your reader will read all the information. So that was pretty cool. And they have penguins and stingrays. And of course they got the tunnel that you walk through, which some people may have never done that, but we're spoiled and they've got the sharks and all the amazing. um, And of course they have, because it's Dallas, they have seahorses. (laughs) Okay. I thought I would get at least more than one. (laughs) (laughs) So they have the seahorses. And it just, I just love it when you get a business that uses their uh, profit because they're, they're actually not a non-for-profit, they're a profit, but they put the money into reinvesting back into um, the manatees and helping out different animals. And I just thought that was really, really amazing. So, awesome. um, Hayat, I don't know if, did you walk through the tunnel? Did you, did you have a good camp? Did you have a good uh, field day? I mean, it was back in elementary school, but um, (laughs) it was, no, and and I still, um, I mean, I remember, you know, growing up, just seeing pictures of it, and it's just, it's a very well-respected 
place to go and to educate people. A lot of homeschoolers go there regularly. And Dallas is very good that way. They offer a lot of free museum services certain days of the week if you're in the um, arts district. So um, I love that. The aquarium is included in that too. Well, there's a 24-minute YouTube video that I'll post on Out of Sight Adventures. And just the sounds of walking through it, that it's like a rainforest when you didn't even buy your ticket yet and you're already experiencing a kangaroo, you know, other different things. They have blue penguins. I've never even heard of blue penguins, but they're like really small. And I don't know what it is about the animal um, world, but when you're smaller, you're louder. <laughs> you got to so protect yourself. I mean... Yeah, yeah, they're like the chihuahuas of the penguins. They're like, rah, 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 rah. they're really, <laughs> they're like, rah, rah, rah. and uh, but yeah, blue penguins. I never heard of them, but I will. Well, you know where they're from, right? Uh, Smurf Arctica. No. Smurf Arctica. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, brain. That was so better than your seahorses. <laughs> oh come on! I love a seahorse. Oh my. <laughs> all right Could so we're gonna a seahorse ride a mermaid i mean <laughs> what do you want me to do with that <laughs> thank you thank you desiree thanks for getting my back there girl thanks for having my shit so um can i can i say one more thing yeah because you know, we're gonna go to hyel's favorite place next oh well my my place is on the way to the airport so let's go eat i'm hungry okay go ahead no, how going to take us to <laughs> Oh, okay. So if you guys are hungry, I mean, I can take you to so many places. But since we're already in the in the in that general area and you're hungry, the fun place to go is to Clyde Warren Park in the Arts District. And they have the food trucks there. There's oh, nothing yeah. more Texas and nothing more Dallas <laughs> than food trucks. We I don't know. I think Portland might give you a run for your money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Texas has a food truck competition. That's yeah. So, but food trucks definitely. Uh, you'll find anything. I mean, you don't have to go to a restaurant and and be constricted by the menu of one cuisine. You can go to a food truck and. If um, Brian wants his French fries and donuts, he can go find that. And if Desiree's feeling up to uh, eating something fancier, but in a paper plate, she can have that. Uh, (laughs) Seafood, Tay can have that. So, I mean, you can find all sorts of yummy things. And a lot, most of those food trucks are not, I mean, they're only there once or twice a week. So if you want something, you catch it when you see it um, mm. kind of thing. I love me food truck rallies. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. So we are going to go to the one thing that's on my bucket list in Dallas, Texas. We're going to the Texas State Fair. Oh, oh yes. boy. The, this is, this is, this is the Here we go. Watch out. Yeah, this is the mother of all. I'm, I'm, I'm putting more insulin in my pump, and this is the mother of all state fairs. This is the the one you should measure yourself again. So, but I went all travel geek on you because there's some really cool stuff about this place. This the fairgrounds itself, and I, I can't remember the name of the actual park. I'm sure Hale will tell me when I'm done. Um, is actually 277 acres. That's just the fair. That so that fair park. Fair park. Thank you. And it's de- <laughs> it's designated a national historic location in the centennial of the state fair back in 1986. Um, the it is the longest running state fair at 24 days. So I mean, you're going to get wow. a chance to go. So 24 days long. Big Tex is the iconic giant cowboy that greets you when you're going into the state fair, but didn't start out as a cowboy it was a santa claus from a karen's um department store and then an artist they bought it in for 750 dollars in 1951 and an artist repurposed it into big text the cowboy and that's what everybody knows when you walk in now um it started in 1886 and like i said earlier it's been held in dallas every year since other than those five years they get between two and three million visitors to the state fair in that 24 days so I mean, wow. you talk about 100,000 100, plus people coming every day. 
Um, the largest, this might be interesting to uh, my friend Desiree here, the state fairgrounds there, state uh, fair park or whatever you called it, Hyel, it has the largest collection of art deco buildings in the entire world. And so in the, wow. 19, in the 1930s, stunning. yeah, in the 1930s, it was the hundredth, it was the centennial of Texas. State fair park got the, uh, the fairgrounds got the, to host the centennial celebration. And through FDR's new deal, they got a bunch of money to build all these really cool buildings. And it now has the largest um, art deco building collection. I have, oh, the musical State Fair is based on the Texas State Fair. So, you know, I had to throw my musical thing in there. The largest Ferris wheel, which is the star Ferris wheel um, in the entire world. Uh, It was built in Italy for the Texas State Fair. um, And it is the largest Ferris wheel in the world. It's over 20 stories tall. So that is my, my travel geek segment on the Texas State Fair. Now they have a hot dog that they are incredibly famous for. And it was started by a vaudeville family. And that family still runs that hot dog stand. It took them nine years to create. Uh, I couldn't tell if my screen reader was saying Coney dog or corny dog, but um, <laughs> so I, I don't know. And I, I was in the middle it's, of, it's probably a corny dog, like a corn dog, right? That's what I thought. Yes. But it took him nine them corny years dogs in Texas. <laughs> yes. So the, it took him nine years to figure out how to put Jiffy cornmeal mix on a hot dog and put it on a stick. But, I'm sure uh, it is still it. to this day, you know, we're talking 67 years later, still to this day ran by that family. And it is one of the most popular things at the state fair. Ah. So, Hayel, talk to us about the state fair. Wow. The things you can do. Well, you know, since it's 24 days, you have to entertain all these millions of people that show <laughs> up. So um, a lot of famous people go there to do concerts. The, the Biggest thing I loved going there for growing up is the car show. Even if you're not a car snob or a car nut or whatever you want to call yourself, it's amazing watching these car, these beautiful cars and you can get inside them and, you know, yeah, being a child baby. and going to a car show is so much fun, you know, pretending like you're a little grown up. Um, and just seeing, you know, even prototypes of, of cars, future cars are, is Pretty cool stuff. And then the food, the beer gardens, the petting zoo. Um, of course, you have to have your carnival games. But once you're grown up, you kind of get past all the rides, all the crazy rides, and the, the hour-long wait for the Ferris wheel um, and all that stuff. So the food is absolutely amazing. Um, insulin, What's the best thing, you have, best thing you've ever eaten at the State Fair, Kyle? The turkey leg. The giant Can't turkey turn leg. Down the turkey leg. It is there the is, size of There is well. a rumor. Um, and this is from a friend that works at a certain theme park that in central Florida that's very famous for those giant turkey legs. There is a rumor, I cannot confirm nor deny this, that those turkey legs are actually emu legs because emus are in the turkey family. So if there's anybody out there listening on Out of Sight Adventures that likes to do ridiculously silly searching on google during the week you can reach out to us and let us know if those turkey legs are actually emu legs because that is the rumor that i've i've been told oh wow i'm either way they're delicious (laughs) they're delicious especially they're about i mean they're pricey but Yes. Nothing at the state. I mean, Nothing at safe share. <laughs> you, you, it's, it's. You have to save your people. Save their money for this. Like, if to, to be able to, and it's not a one day deal. There are people who go there almost every weekend because Do they sell like multi day passes or anything. This is definitely a multi day field trip. <laughs> um, and did you get fair day off yes we get fair day (laughs) two days actually the elementary and middle schoolers get one day and the high schoolers get another um and we we get free we are at school we get we are given a ticket each um and then you can there's no excuse not to go to the state fair they do deals for with food banks where you can you know give x amount of food of you know non-perishables and you get your ticket half off for free or all these things they have these deals there's no way you cannot enter the state fair but once you're in 
hard to leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that, that, that oh, is wow. that's the job I don't want is the security that's in charge of kicking everybody out because 277 <laughs> acres is a lot of land to clear. That's you know, yeah. just say it. <laughs> and so it's it's also very close enough to Halloween. So toward the end of say three, if you're into Halloweeny stuff, they they have a haunted house and very cool. and stuff like that. But yeah, it's definitely a multi day affair. And something else that I didn't mention that I meant to, it does happen to happen during this certain sports season that Texas is crazy about called football. And the Red River shootout has been held at the Texas State Fairgrounds for many, 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 many many years. And so I believe that you do not want to go to the state fair because (laughs) during the shootout. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the amount of people that are there. You can't breathe. So the, the, they play at the Cotton Bowl there, which holds over a hundred thousand people on top of the people at the fair. Yeah, uh, basically. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about two hundred fifty thousand people. That's a thousand people per acre. <laughs> you know, that's it insane. Really does feel yeah. like that, even without those one hundred thousand people there, it already feels like there's a thousand. Already crowded. Per yeah. Acre. Well, well, we Brian, have. I don't know what happened with our time again. We are. I apologize. We didn't get a chance to get any audience participation. Yes, I apologize for that too. But we'll stay on after for a few minutes. Um, Right. But I did want to tell everybody we do this show because we love to do it. We do this show to have fun with our friends like Kyle, and because we like each other at least one night a week, and so we get to (laughs) hang out with each other. And we do this because we love to travel, and we want to share that passion with you. Uh, we have found a better way to travel through our incredible travel app. I checked before we came on the air and I was finding four and five star hotels for less than, you know, anywhere between 110 and 140 dollars a night, four and five star hotels uh, in the Dallas area. So it, it's a, the best way to travel. Um, my last weekend away that I took with my wife, we saved almost $200 just on two nights using the app. So if you'd like more information about that, you can email us at out of sight adventures. That's plural out of sight adventures, 2020 at Gmail, or you can get a hold of us through our Facebook page. Please go to our Facebook page. We post stuff from the show all the time in there. Terry's great about doing that. Um, Terry, anything you'd like to add before we take it off the air? I just love our concierge service where you can just say, I want to go here and they make everything happen. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Um, And so thank you, Terry. Thank you, Desiree. Thank you, Darrow, for being the trusty crew that I get to do this with every Saturday. um, Sorry, Saturday, every Monday night. And (laughs) Hiel, thank you so much for being our Dallas expert. So much fun. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions, we will stay on after we go off the air. But ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate you taking an hour out of your time. And we just want to experience the good life with you. Oh!